You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay. It's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow. Thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MINUTE for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MINUTE for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank. Hello, my fine listeners. How are you? This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from the Temperate Larky. Beautiful day. Sunny, dry. This right now probably the upper many and there's a lot of people in way. We have hordes, hordes of people coming down here making their way to Florida and the Florida Keys and we welcome with open unmasked faces and arms. Um, unmasked faces and open arms. And recently, uh, I, I know the rest of the country. We've seen an uptick. I'm not going to talk politics. It is what it is. Some people view it as a bad flu, a regular flu, and maybe. Uh, but, you know, some people die from the flu. So how about, you know, if you're sick, try to restrict spreading it around. You know, is that I'm trying to be nice. Maybe if you are coughing and hacking and things like that, you should just mask up just to be considerate. Uh, recently, we had a, one of our regulars come in who had a pacemaker put in and some stints and all that stuff. And he was in a coma for a little while, a medically induced coma, I think, after a stroke. And within two weeks of being released from the hospital, they were at at the bar and I understand it was up to that person but they seemed a bit uncomfortable and then there were people who came up and was congr- you know welcoming him in and saying how much which is nice is thoughtful but later on uh, a couple days later we heard that these people were positive and when you see positive we don't mean positive attitude the only positive we really worry about right now so we may want be careful on who you go over to hug sometimes if you're feeling a bit under the weather. Even with regular f- flu and thing, it's not something you want to do to your your ailing loved ones or people in general. I mean, I imagine if you do give someone a hug and things like that, you do care about them. So we here in the Keys are resigned to stay open. I'm not one of those people that lock down. We're 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 living and dying 
by the mantra, our engine, we are driven by the tourist, tourist dollars. That's it. There is nothing else. So we've, we've made the decision that, you know, we, we got to stay open. We got to receive these people. There is a certain amount of money to be spent that yeah, the international and the U.S. travel community will spend. And we want them to spend it here. So we will stay open. Our room, our room rates, uh, even though the room rates are through the roof, the occupancy rates are higher than ever, as reported in our local papers. And the restaurants and bars are experiencing some shortages, but not enough that would curtail us from delivering food and libations and things like that. So we should have plenty down here. It looks like things are finally flattening out there. And like I said, history will point to that way and things will eventually get better. So enough about the keys. We we're going to have a great uh, we're going to have a busy week. I'm already picking up a couple extra shifts. I'm still hoping to do uh, my shows next week and do the year-end show where we do a reflection on the last year and things that happened. I had a couple come in from Canada and they were regulars. And I had thought that I hadn't seen them in a couple months and they informed me they hadn't been in the United States for about 20 months. Yeah, that's all. A long time. And it's 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 kind of a I don't know if it's a phenomenon or the way I experience time. It just seems like I may have not seen someone in two years or I might have not seen them in a week. And there's other people that you're in contact with and you realize they were they're gone. So and some people will never see again for whatever reason. Um, no reason to be sad about that. I would not assume if I don't, I'm not in contact that anything nefarious happened to anybody. Some anything dark. I just they things change and some people come back, some people don't. I'm not going to assume unless I know directly whether the worst happened or the best happened. But it is the Christmas season, and I have. I, I did mention personally for the show, I wanted 100,000 downloads. I know, it's crazy. We're still like 98 or 97,000 downloads for this you know, month. But yeah, 97,000 downloads, that would be great. And I'm still asking for it, even though time's running out. But there's other things I really would want more, more than that. There really would be. And they're pipe dreams. And they're not selfish pipe dreams. I don't think they're selfish. Uh, the main thing I think the world would be better is like a little consideration. A little consideration shared. And I've been guilty as anybody else about that. Impatient. Um, short-tempered. Not taking into, you know, not trying to focus on what someone else could be going through and what other people want. Some 
themselves. You don't you don't know what life someone's living outside your purview. And they come in at least in my uh, places they look for when they when I'm teaching my spin class they're looking to work out. You know, some of them are focused on their workout. Other people want they want a little motivation with that and they want to work out a little upbeat, do that. They come into the bar. If they're sitting up at the bar, a lot of times they're looking for it. There was a couple people that came in. They looked sad, and I, I, I hope I try to bring some. I try to bring a little more light. I think I'm going to endeavor to do so. T- today and over the holidays, even more so. Try to ignore those baser instincts, and there's people venting. They invent. It's 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 always something. It's 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 not a static situation. The holidays. Some people are under pressure. They're experiencing lack, lack of relationships, lack of material items. Some people are lonely. They're missing people that are gone, or relationships that are gone. Or dreams they've had are gone. And you could always kind of console people with that by just your company. If there's, if the traffic's a little heavy and you experience it, let's down here, we're going to go through, I, I would call it our very busiest of weeks instead of calling it hell week. Call it our very busiest of weeks. The week of weeks. It's going to be lots of people, lots of people, lots of stories filled. So for down here, I say, give yourself a little more time. You know, if you're going to watch something on TV, give yourself an extra 20 minutes to get on the road and do something. If you're going to go to a store, give yourself an extra 15 minutes. The waiting line. It's, it's, it makes a better experience for you. If you're not under stress, especially time stress, who needs to be under time stress all the time? That's self-imposed. Get get plenty of rest. Don't overdo it in anything that you do. We'd like to give people under stress because they're not financial position. I always, um, I always feel as if I'm not really doing exactly uh, the amount of things. That I wanted to do for my family. But I do what I can. And I try to be present. And doing this show. Makes me think about. Those. Uh, gives me pause for reflection for that. And I really. I've been reflecting over this. I said boy. I I promote the show as a comedy show. But I'm not. Always there. Trying to be funny. Maybe I'm not. Hopefully it's just funny just the way I'm screwed up. Maybe that's the humorous part. And I do want to bring the light and understanding and warmth in the people's lives. And if, let's say, if you if you really don't have much to give, but you do have, let's say you're, you're preparing a big meal and you have some extra space. And if you're not concerned about 
the virus. And I'm not making a commentary about that. If you're not concerned about your family having it and you're willing to do it, you find someone that's a, a like-minded person as you, that you can invite them over if you think it's just a bad cold. And I'm not doing that sarcastically. This is not a sarcastic statement. You don't think it's a big deal? Invite that person over. I understand if it's a concern of yours, you may not want to do it. You want to have a more insular. But you can do other things too. You can give, donate, donate to Salvation Army, donate to kitchens. Down here in the uh, Florida Keys, we have a, a wonderful church, Burton Memorial Church. It's uh, in Tavernier or Rock Harbor. There's a, it's right on the boundary, Burton Memorial Church, around mile marker 93, I think. And it's on the ocean side, and they have a soup kitchen there, and they do wonderful work there. My, Abby's ex-husband, when he passed away, he was unaffiliated with any churches, and they, we had the service there for him. And they were just—they just really lived up to the best ideas of uh, their belief system, their Christian beliefs and their their best ideas and there's a lot of different organizations that do that whether they be um, of other faiths they live up to the, the best parts of it and you try to live up to the best parts of that and and forgive yourself when you you fail that forgiveness helps you to move on and be able to recommit make make a i hope people can and i can do make an effort to bring solace to people's lives be careful how you invite some people into your life when you're doing this. Because some people are inconsolable. They're not looking for solace. They're looking for a sounding board for their pain. And it's a shame uh, if they don't have proper the proper care they need. And what you can end up doing is probably ruining your your life by trying to alleviate someone else's. And if you have other people you're concerned about, your family, your immediate family, it's good not to, to bring that into your... And it's, it sounds selfish and things like that, but you cannot, on Christmas Day, you cannot solve the, the world's problems. If someone's kind of violent and disruptive, they're going to remain violent and disruptive. I mean, there's plenty of time during the year where you can make a brief forays and seeing how... You can try to engage someone like that. But now it may not be the perfect time to do that. It may not. It sounds like the anti-message, but you can only do what you can do. And you, by trying to alleviate someone else's suffering, you cannot inflict suffering on the people around you. <clears throat> it's, it's a hard circle to square. But you can do what you can do within your means. Give within the capacity you have to give. Not enough that it depletes you. Think about the person that would just donate their time, donate their time, donate their time to worthy causes but neglect their family's needs. There's a balancing act. You know, donating time and including your family in the donating time if they enjoy it and you're able to interact with them and they gain something for it. It could be the perfect family activity. Bill Murray said it in the movie Scrooged, if you recall. 
you know, when, you know, in this time of year, maybe you can do something. You give a blanket to someone. You can give a sandwich. You can invite if you have extra. You have a place where someone can reside. Maybe you can donate. I know within your capacity. Some people listen. You're either a giver or you're a taker. Um, if you're a taker, you may not want to listen to this. It was just bringing that you. You don't want to. You don't want to be sad. You don't need to be sad during Christmas. You're not going to end up being a giver. If you're a taker, and I'm not here to castigate you or damn you for that, you know who you are, and you know what you can, and you you know what you want to be. If you really want to help people, help them. If you can't, can't. I got to answer the phone here. I think something's going on. I'll be right back. So I'm back. That was the wife, and she went, just wanted to call and say hello. We do that a lot, but, and it, it does, it does give me an uplift, but I, I mean, I was feeling uplifted anyway, because I'm talking about the things I'm, um, I mentioned earlier about forgiving, forgiving yourself for the, the things, when we try to do things that are good, sometimes something in the back of your head tells you that the reasons why not to do it. If, if someone is on the street panhandling and you're thinking, well, I should give something to someone else and in the back of your head, give something to them in the back of the head, you're thinking, well, they're going to just use that for alcohol or drugs. Well, sometimes it's not up to us. There are worthy things, more worthy things. Obviously, if someone with has kids that has to be fed, you got to do that. But it's not, if you're going to, your impulse to give is the impulse to give, not the impulse to find out what that's going to be used for. Now, there is responsibility. Sometimes someone's violent. You know that they're outside a gun store and they're saving. <laughs> they're asking for money and you say, well, what are you looking for? Are you trying to buy ammunition? <laughs> you know, you use a little, a little. But if your question is that person may want to use it for buying alcohol outside a liquor store, during Christmas may not be the best time that person tries it. They're not going to give up on Christmas Day. Maybe. It would be a great story if they did, but they're probably not. Maybe it's just to give and say, hey, it's not up to me to decide what they do with that. Maybe you still have to do what you want. So, But you, your inability to do something may cause you to feel guilt and to help someone that you thought you could have helped. You didn't help at the time. Well, you have to, you, in order to be effective, you have to forgive yourself for the things you haven't done or the things you have done. There's some things that need to be addressed directly to the person that was wronged. If there wasn't wrong, you may have let yourself down, but you just, you can't walk around with that eating at you and trying to do the best. You don't try to redress for past sins. Just do the right thing right now, if you get it. In an ideal world, we have the resources available to eliminate um, large sections of hunger. The real problem is logistics, but with the capabilities that we spend on defense spending worldwide, the gross product of this planet, the waste 
the abuse, we could definitely, we could alleviate most suffering around the world that comes from things like nutrition, war, poverty, education, just instructing people how to build sanitary living conditions in third world countries and bringing them up. They're using education. They understand education is a resource that benefits everyone. It benefits everyone. If we viewed that as a primary education as uh, and nutrition and the alleviation of diseases that can be alleviated, like swamp blindness or you know illnesses due to water supply, we 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 would be celebrating victories after victories. And news could be filled. The news would not be of 175,000 Russian troops lined up on the Ukrainian border. The news would be in in Mali uh, this year, let's say, a half a million children graduated from secondary school and are on their way to the school. They... they you would say, I'm just picking one particular country and say, th- th- over the last 10 years, their gross domestic product has grown. Less people have died from dysentery, tuberculosis, and things like that. And we could be filling the news with statistics like that. And I, I know it sounds like a pipe dream and stuff like that, but it's business it's business. People don't understand. It's good business having a healthy population. We're at the point in the world where we don't need a lot of ditch diggers anymore. We have machines that can do the ditch diggers. We need the people to operate the, the machines. Eventually, the, the machines will be able to run themselves, right? And, you, you know, and conversely, you're going to say, well, artificial intelligence is going to be able to do all that. But education and raising people's standard of living will increase that. And we'd have to reduce our consumption of non-renewable items. But it would, it would be awesome for business. Think of it. How, if we could shrink those things we don't use a lot of. You know, we should not be using a lot of weapons and things like that. If we converted that to the swords, the old swords in the plowshare, think of the things, the brilliant things we could do, the engineering feats we could have, the the development in renewable resources and things like that. The, the world ideally would be a better place. And I understand it is a pipe dream because there are bad actors in the world. When I say there's bad actors in the world, meaning there are countries that are causing trouble and things like that. And we use that as a reason to not do everything we can do. So we dedicate a certain amount. My news feed is filled with stories of China building their fifth-generation fighter hypersonic missiles, anti-satellite weaponry from Russia, things like that. That's happened forever. In order to increase defense spending, you need to hype. You need to hype 
that your adversary has better weaponry than yours. For years and years, the Soviet Union was touted as having an overwhelming military that the U.S. and its NATO allies and the could was falling behind. Was falling behind. We have to build these missiles. We have to do that, do that, and every so often. They come up, someone comes up with an idea and says, well, we have so many missiles, maybe we should reduce the amount of missiles we have. Even people like Nixon and Khrushchev and all these, uh, um, God, Brezhnev, they, they entered into arms agreements saying, well, we, maybe we don't need that many weapons. Maybe we don't, because there's someone say, well, the reason why we need these weapons is because they have those weapons. We have to counter that. And we're spending things for that. There's no other human endeavor that, you know, war that you uselessly spends because every victor eventually loses. Every victor, every empire eventually loses. So whatever victory they have, they, they win for ephemeral time. It could be at any time, at one time the British Empire it was said of them that the sun never set on the British Empire. Now it is, I'm not going to say it's still first class power and things like that, but they, they, they don't have the colonies around the world and things like that. Same thing will be for the United States, same thing will be for Russia, and eventually China. China's going to ascend because of its its population its educational and economic prowess. It's a large country. And then it's going to have to compete with India. And U.S. may become eventually like the level of France and the United Kingdom. And then they group together in order to pool their resources so they're not overwhelmed. It's just people are very, what would you call it? They're very parochial or they're very centric. You could be Eurocentric, China-centric, Russia-centric, U.S.-centric, whatever, in your policy and outlook. And what is best for, I mean, the true capitalist, this is a, a true capitalist is a globalist, right? The largest among us, a true, I mean, you got small capitalists. I'm a small capitalist here. I want to be the main notary, the main podcast from the Florida Keys and making all this money. I'm very parochial in my my outlook. But someone like, the bigger they are, the more global their outlook is. That's why someone like a Jeff Bezos in Amazon would like to see no barriers. So he says, well, there's no reason why we can't be all around the world delivering all goods to every country in the world. We're using our own delivery system. And China's think, well, there's no reason in the world that we should not be able to just keep on manufacturing stuff like that, have influence in Africa, Asia, South America, and things like that. We're a powerful country, and they're new to the game. Newer to the game, though they've been around for a long time. But in the end, the bigger they are, the more... It is the, 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 the happiest people will be is not separate Think of yourself. The best times you've had has probably been shared with others. 
your greatest successes have not been alone. I mean, maybe if you've found yourself in a desert and you made it out of the desert or off a mountain in the wilderness, that's by yourself and you you made it. But most of your successes are shared with people and the experiences are shared with people and it's exciting. It's fun. So why can't we share our successes with everyone? And the more success we share, the less misery we have to impart on other people. We, we can bequeath them success, education, health for their children, a future. And the same would go for ours. I mean, if you're celebrating Christmas, what's the point? Why are you doing it anyway? Is it just lip service? Are you going to just celebrate Christmas and give gifts to everyone that is in your family, but you will not bestow a gift on someone you've never met or a future generation? You have to think a little bigger. I mean, if your system, if if your belief system is supposed to be the belief system, it should be inclusive of everyone, not exclusive. And it should bring them in, not alienate them. And if you're not willing to bring people into it, then you, you most likely would have a dying system. It's a dying system eventually. If you do not include everyone. And I'm not saying evil ones or anything like that. I'm just saying give everyone the basic opportunity for that happiness. It's not... I mean, if, if Christmas is just you and your household with your family, which is very important to me too, but while everyone else outside is suffering or large groups of people are suffering, then you have a malfunction in your belief system. You have a malfunction. If, if, you're, if your belief system is to be selfish, and have you and yours only be the only ones comfortable and secure, then, yes, you may be successful in the short term. You may have that, but in the long run, people won't remember it that way. They they don't look kindly on the people and say, well, listen, these people, while their whole country was uh, in turmoil, people were dying of starvation, lack of education, sanitation. They lived a very good life inside the walls of their habitat. That won't be the Christmas story people talk about. The Christmas story people talk about are things like someone having to travel to their hometown and not be able to find a room. That's the story they talk about. They don't talk about the king. That's not that. It's, it's not the story. It's not. And in the end, if 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 you do believe that a future, if you're only living for the present and you don't have a future, then you can probably live within those selfish con- confines of that belief system. 
But if you don't, you'll never, you'll never find it. Just, just endeavor. That's probably the best thing I can say. Endeavor to do your best. I try all the time, I think. And sometimes I, I do massive failures. Massive failures a lot of times. But I always try to think about when I can do it, do it the right way. And I hope I can this year. I'd like to thank you. This is my last show before Christmas. I wish everyone... I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas if you, uh, in the true spirit of Christmas. And uh, you don't have to believe in what I believe in, but it would be nice if you would wish the same happiness I wish for you on everyone else. Give that, put that out, do your best, and I will be back. Thank you very much, and have a great day. And uh, Merry Christmas to you. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay. It's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow. Thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy buy gas use promo code minute for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill up you can cash out anytime just download the free upside app and use promo code minute for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank progressive presents forest metaphors about bundling your home and auto in sports three goals is a hat trick and when you bundle your home and auto with progressive you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection so you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.